awesome name it is. My, I feel the presence of the Lord in this room today so mighty, so powerful. Let me read in your hearing today from the book of Romans, Paul writing in chapter 13, very, very familiar passage of Scripture. I just feel like I need to read this before I endeavor to say what I feel like God has laid upon me today. I love to get up very, very early. I don't get up this early every morning, but I love to get up very early on Sunday mornings. It's a special time for me, and uh, I was up very early this morning when I bowed my knee to seek God and to make sure that my thoughts and His thoughts were the same. He just laid some stuff on me today that is very simple but very true. Paul said in verse 11 of Romans 13, and that, notice these three words, knowing the time, knowing the time. That now it is high time to awake out of our sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. and Let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day. Not in rioting and drunkenness. Not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Those three words that I quoted twice in the 11th verse are the three things, the three words that I want to talk to you about this morning. Just simply knowing the time. Everybody say that with me, knowing the time. I want to read it before you're seated in another translation. Today's Living Bible said it this way. Another reason for right living is this. You know how late it is. Time is running out. Wake up, for the coming of the Lord is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is far gone. The day of his return will soon be here. So quit the evil deeds of darkness and put on the armor of right living as we who live in the daylight shouldn't be, should be decent and true in everything you do so that all can approve your behavior. Don't spend your time in wild parties getting drunk or in adultery and lust or fighting or jealousy. But ask the Lord Jesus Christ to help you. Live as you should. And don't make plans to enjoy evil. That's pretty powerful stuff. Knowing the time. You may be seated. If I ask you for the time today, invariably, you would glance down at your phone or your watch or the nearest clock and say, oh, yes. I know the time. As a matter of fact, by my time, it's 10.51 for those of you who are keeping score. It won't do you any good, but you can look all you want. But we all 
live by time. Some folks live by the calendar. The folks at Popeye's live by the calendar. The folks at Chick-fil-A live by time. Just thought I'd let you know that. If you want to get really good frustrated and get prayed through this morning, when you leave, just go to Thomas Road and get in the line at Popeye's. I hope they're watching. That's the slowest place in the world. As a matter of fact, I slipped up to buy something the other day, and, and I waited. I was in line for 35 minutes. I said to my wife, I said, it's a good thing they got good food or I wouldn't be here. When I got to the window, the lady said, oh, we got such and such coming up. Can you pull up? I said, no, ma'am, I can't. She looked at me funny, and I said, I've been in this line 35 minutes. I'm not going nowhere. I'm going to stay here to make sure you get my order. So she shut the window, and she went and got another little lady, and she came to the window and said, Sir, would you mind pulling up? I said, I would mind. I was nice. But I said, I'm not moving. It took me too long to get here. And I waited, and guess what? They got in a hurry because there was about 40 cars wrapped around the building. Time. Time is so unmerciful. Time takes prisoners and without, without any explanation. Time is something that we all live by. We understand that today there's only so many hours, so many minutes, so many seconds in this day. And so we are obligated to ourselves and to God and to those around us to make good use of our time. But I want to tell you time is more than that. Paul talked about in this chapter knowing the time. He wasn't talking about a clock. He wasn't talking about a watch. He was talking about a place in time. Time we understand time started from the beginning. We understand that when Adam and Eve was born and then the world was created, it was the beginning of nights and days and time. And, and you can set your clock by God. You can do that. You, you can look today and say, you know what? Sun's going to rise in the morning at 6.54. And guess what? The sun will rise at 6.54. God's always on time. You can say, God... What time's the sun going to set? And we, we've got it calculated. We'll tell you, well, the sun's going to set today at 5.30. And the sun will set at 5.30. So we understand all of that. But Paul wasn't talking about that. He knew that we were all victims of time. And let me tell you, time's cruel. Time is merciless. Time has no, it has no uh, favorites. It, it just happens to everybody. I told somebody not long ago that the only good thing that I can think of about getting old is everybody has to do it with you. Time is merciless. But let me tell you what Paul was saying. He said, you need to know the age you're living in. You need to know what time it is on God's clock. 
You need to understand that your clock is not God's clock. Let me tell you where we're at. We're living in the best world that we've ever lived in. We're living in cell phones and and technology and internet. and, And we're living in the days of automobiles that were unthinkable 50 years ago. We're living in times when, look, I remember the times there were no cell phones. As a matter of fact, somebody brought it up to me this week. Do you, you, you remember the old party lines? Now, I'm dating myself, but I remember the party lines where you could hear what everybody in the community was saying. Come on now. Some of you young bucks don't even know what I'm talking about. But the facts are, Time changes everything, and and we're living in good times. We're enjoying the good times. Food on our table, clothes on our back. Everything seems lovely. Everything seems wonderful. But I want you to pause on this Sunday morning because the things that Paul told the church at Rome need to be thought of here on this Sunday morning. Do you know the time? Do you know where we really are? Let me tell you, you can pick up your morning paper this day, or you can turn on the news this day and you can watch things that are prophecies being fulfilled in the in the kingdom of God and in this world and ladies and gentlemen I've come on a Sunday morning to just simply preach to you that time is short and time is running out and the day is far spent and the night is coming hallelujah we better do what we're going to do for God because time is of essence in our world. I told you I wasn't coming to preach anything new and I'm not. Time is a precious commodity. Time is something that we hold dear. We, 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 have to, we have to make use of our time. But let me tell you in this world, we are swiftly marching toward the end of all things. I haven't come as a preacher of doom and gloom today. I haven't come to tell you it's a hopeless world. What I've come to tell you is that every time something happens in the Middle East, every time something happens in China. Every time something happens in America, every time something happens in our world, God has it in His hands. Oh, the coronavirus is not a, it's not just a, a coincidence. The Bible said in the last days, there will come famines, and there will come plagues or pestilence, and we're living to see the pestilence and the famines, and the earthquakes, and the wars, and the rumors of wars. Go read Matthew 26. It will enlighten you on to where we are. We're come to the time that the scriptures speak of. And so Paul said, wake up for the coming of the Lord is nearer than when you first heard it, that when you first believed it. The, the night is far gone. The day is returning. We're about to be out of here. Does anybody know what time it is? Let me tell you, I, I, I hope you don't mind me preaching, but I'm about to preach to you today. I feel the Holy Ghost in me today. And I feel like telling you what the truth of the matter is. Church is not a game. Church is not a show. Church is not to entertain you. Ladies and gentlemen, we're getting ready to leave this world. We're getting ready to leave this old world. And time is winding up. Somebody better understand today that it's more than just good music. It's more than just good singing. It's more than preaching a pretty sermon. It's more than going through the motions. Somebody has got to get their soul ready to meet God. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in what I'm saying today. You see, we've come to the time. We've come to the time that Paul warned about. He said the night's far gone. The day of his return will soon be here. So quit the evil deeds of darkness and put on the armor of right living. Put it on. And as we who live in the daylight should be decent and true in everything, you do so that you can approve your behavior so that all can prove your behavior. Don't spend your time. Watch this. In wild parties and getting drunk or in adultery and lust or fighting or jealousy. Get over it. Put it behind you. But he said you better ask the Lord to help you to live like you should. And don't make plans to enjoy evil. Don't provide a place for the lust of the flesh. I'm preaching to me and I'm preaching to you because let me tell you, it's very easy to just say, oh well, Sunday morning, let's go. They're going to sing two songs. Pastor's going to take an offering or somebody will have prayer requests. Going to have a couple more songs. Preacher's going to preach. We'll be out of here at 1130. We can go to Piccadilly or Pizza Hut or Popeye's and thought God help you. Wherever you want to go. But here's the facts. You want to know the facts? It's more than all that. Because one day we're going to walk in here for the very last time. One day we're going to lift our hand for the very last time. One day we're going to shout for the very last time. Does anybody hear me? We better better understand what time it is. Jesus, help us to know the time. We're victims of of an immoral society. We're living in a world where they they want to damn our conscience and make it to where we can't feel nothing. That's why there's so much bloodshed and so many, so many murders and so much, so much things on TV and movies. And you better be careful what you watch. I said it. And I'll say it again. You better be careful what you go to. You better be careful what kind of book you pick up. You better be careful what kind of music you listen to. You better be careful where the author of that is. Because let me tell you, Hollywood's trying to ruin the church. And Hollywood's trying to ruin America. We don't need their junk. I was praying this morning. I said, oh God, they're going to think I'm crazy today. But could we just have an old-fashioned, sovereign move of the Holy Ghost where people put sin out of their life, where folks fall in repentance and are baptized in the Holy Ghost again, where people leave the church moved and talking in tongues and full of the power of God. Where is that kind of church? Oh, you want me to preach a little bit? I'm going to preach a little bit. Here's what the world wants. Now today our lesson's going to be. If I had me a quick pair of jeans to put on and a nice looking shirt, I'd pull my shirt tail out and sit here and get 
transition just right because we don't want to holler. This is a seeker-friendly church. We don't want to mess with you because we might run you off. When you come here, get ready. We're going to have a move of the Holy Ghost. The Lord's going to move in this house. It's not about the preacher. It's not about what's new in religion. It's more than just a game. It's more than entertaining people and taking your tithes. If you don't want to pay your tithes, keep them. That's between you and God. But as for me, I'm going to keep preaching the truth. I'm going to keep standing on the firmness of the Word of God. I'm not falling victim to the times. I'm not falling. You say, well, who says you have to do it your way? No way. Nobody. But there is a scripture that said we better leave some landmarks and we need to go back to the old paths I preach it some of you hadn't had a shaking of the Holy Ghost in so long you don't even know what it's about anymore God needs to shake you to your teeth rattle you need to wet the carpet with your tears you need to fall before God on your face in repentance and say God wake me up because of the time Everybody say, I need that. Come on, I need that. You don't need an ear-tickling preacher this morning. You can find that anywhere in town. You don't find you don't need to go to a church just to make you feel good. You can find that anywhere in town. What I'm trying to do today is get us ready for the rapture of the church. Because as sure as I'm standing, I was thinking about it this morning when I was praying. My daddy preached the coming of the Lord until his last dying day. He believed the Lord was coming. Paul preached the coming of the Lord. Others have preached the coming of the Lord. And now we're standing here saying, Where are the signs of his coming? That's scriptural. But let me tell you where the signs are. They're all around you. You need to wake up. The lights are flashing. The lights are blinking. It's time now for the coming of the Lord. Here's what Peter said. Knowing this, 2 Peter 3. Knowing this first. That there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust. And saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. In other words, we've heard preachers preach that before. We've been hearing that ever since we've been in church. They had me so scared of the coming of the Lord when I was a kid. If I went home, nobody was there. I was trying to find somebody quick. If mom and daddy wouldn't answer, I'd call them the, the godliest saying I knew. We live with fear and respect for the coming of the Lord. You know where we are now? Oh, well, preacher, don't bug me this week. I'll, I'll be back next week. Let's, let's do this next week. I'll, 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 I'll consecrate next revival. Let me tell you something. There's been a many a man that's walked out of this church for the last time, not knowing it was the last time. And even though it may not be the trumpet sounding, your time may be before the day is over. So we have to stay ready for the coming of the Lord. Peter said, they're scoffers. And they're saying, where are the signs of his coming? We don't see it. Where's the promise at? How many of you raised in the church? Hold your hand up. You was raised in this church. Or what's some church? How many of you remember hearing sermons on the coming of the Lord? You remember that? 
Anybody ever get scared and find yourself at an altar saying, oh, God, you felt like he was coming there like, look, my dad could preach it so powerful that I felt like uh, we didn't have 30 seconds left. But, but you know what? It was a good day because people will remember. Now, the closer we get to the end, the Bible said it shall be as it were in the days of Noah. They're going to be eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. It's going to be a wild party. Paul said, don't go to wild parties. Uh, that's not what it's all about. Get yourself right with God. You don't have time for that. You don't have time for games. Uh, look, I love to eat much as you do. I love to have fun much as you do. But if nothing else happens in my life, I'd rather God fill me with the Holy Ghost and make sure I'm ready for the rapture. And if He's got to kill me on the spot, I don't want to be lost. Uh, and time is winding up in my life and in your life. You've got to know what time it is. Hallelujah. You want to hear it in another translation? Second Peter 3. First, I want to remind you that in the last days there will come scoffers who will do every wrong they can think of and laugh at truth. This will be their line of argument. So Jesus promised to come back, did he? Then where is he? He'll never come. Why? As far back as anyone can remember, everything has remained exactly as it was since the first day of creation. Let me read on. They deliberately forget this fact, that God did destroy the world with a mighty flood long after He had made the heavens by the word of His command and had used the waters to form the earth and surround it. And God has commanded that the earth and the heavens be stored away for a great bonfire at the judgment day when all ungodly men will perish. But don't forget this, dear friends, that a day or a thousand... A day, that a day or a thousand years from now is like tomorrow to the Lord. He isn't really being slow about His promise return, even though it sometimes seems that way. But He is waiting for good reason, that He is not willing that any should perish. And He is giving more time for center, sinners to repent. The only reason He hasn't come is because He's merciful, and He wants you saved, and He wants to get you in the kingdom, and He's saving everybody. To get. The Bible said, I heard somebody say not long ago, a preacher tried to tell me. I guess he's a preacher. He knew a little bit about the Bible. He believed in predestination. He said, I believe everybody's predestinated. We know. God knows. I believe God knows, but God don't predestinate every man and tell him you can go to heaven, you can go to hell. You can go to heaven, you're going to hell. God doesn't do that. The Bible said he is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so he's standing like a father today with his arms open saying, come on get in here while you can get on the ark while you can come on through the door while you can it's about to close you better understand the times you're living in somebody said amen I'm preaching to you what I feel in the Holy Ghost today I didn't come here to, to make you feel good I come here to make you think and I asked the Lord today to send great conviction and that it began in this pulpit and let it move all through this congregation. Because if you're in this room today and you are not ready to stand before God, we all need to fall to our face and repent and ask God to get us ready for the rapture.
during the time. Matthew chapter 26 is a very powerful chapter. Go read it today. I've preached from it many times. So here's, here's more scripture very quickly today. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1. But of the times and the season, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness that you should that that, that day should overtake you as a thief. You are all children of light, and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. Therefore, therefore, Paul said, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But that let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, for and for an helmet the hope of salvation. What is he saying? The church is not ignorant of where we are. The church knows where we are. The world may not understand. I believe sometimes they see it and they know. I believe some politicians have fear in them. Let me tell you, I believe some do because when they say Israel will always be our friend, they're smart. Because God said, that's my people. I have a covenant with them. And if you bless them, I'll bless you. And if you curse them, I'll curse you. I'm on Israel's side. Anybody with me today? I'm on Israel's side. Every politician needs to read the scriptures because that's in the book. That's what it's all about. So I believe the church knows. I believe some people out there understand. Surely the world can see that this is not the same world that we used to live in, in ways that are terrible. Can I just be honest with you today? The Internet is our friend, but it's a bigger enemy. The Internet, you heard a preacher here, I was here two weeks ago, you heard Ronnie Lacombe talking about Sister Google. Sister Google can do a lot of stuff. Sister Google is, is it's, it's a magnificent tool. As a matter of fact, I Googled today, this morning before I walked in here, because a few years ago, I got in this pulpit preaching along these same lines, and I talked about a, a deal called the Real ID Act. Anybody ever heard of that? And I said, that's coming to pass, and some of you in this room said, nah. You've got to have it now before October the 1st or you can't get on an airplane. They're going to know who you are. Don't tell me it's not taking place. The bark of the beast is close. Am I going to go get it? I'm going to have to. I can't go nowhere. And you are too. We're victims of what, what's happening. Yeah, I'm going to go get a real ID act. I don't think that's the mark of the beast, but I think that they're identifying every soul in America and every soul they can, and they're going to know where you are all around this world. 
It's the mark of the beast on the way. Don't you ever forget that. I'm preaching to you this morning that time is rapidly leading us to the coming of the Lord. I believe the church is going to get out of here before the wrath of God. I am a pre-tribulation preacher, in case you're wondering. I'm like the guy that said pre-tribulation is what I preach at the most, mid-tribulation, but I want the first ticket out whenever it is, and that's where I'm at today. I will tell you, you believe whatever you want to, but the Bible said he hath not appointed us to wrath, and the wrath of God is about to be poured out upon the world, not just America, upon the world, because we are in a sinful state. We are in a place of degradation that the world has never known. We are in a place of illicit lifestyles like the world has never seen. We are seeing things now that we've never imagined when we were when we were just children or younger or just coming into this world. You kids better listen to me. There's a God that's got everything in His hands and He knows where we are and He's calculating every movement and He knows everything that's going on. My God, I'm preaching to you today. You better hear me. You better understand the time because the time is almost over. One more scripture and I'll quit. This know also that in the last days, somebody say the last days, perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own self. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers. Disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, More than lovers of God. Watch this now. Having a form of godliness. But denying the power thereof. And here's what the apostle said. Timothy, turn away from that. From such turn away. Don't get caught up in that. It looks like just good religion. It looks like, let me tell you something, folks. I'm going to preach it. My God, I'll preach it to the day I die. You better hear me right now. Just because you got a crowd don't mean you got a church. A church is going to be repentant and blood-bought, born again of water and spirit. I'd rather have ten that are baptized in Jesus' name, full of the Holy Ghost, than a thousand that are carnal and just looking for religion. I need somebody that will back me up. We need Holy Ghost power. We need anointing in the church. We need righteousness living. We need people that know how to love God. I don't care how many numbers you got. Don't tell me that. Tell me what your church is all about. Have you been to the altar? Have you been to Calvary? Have you been washed in the blood of the Lamb? Because that's what it's going to take to get out of here. He said, turn away from that, Timothy. Don't get involved in that. Live any way you want to. Just come on to church. Dress any way you want to, just come on to church. Talk any way you want to, just come on to church. Say anything you want to say, go anywhere you want to go. Everything's okay. I'm going to tell you, everything's not okay. Maybe I need to say that again. I said everything is not okay. 
we're going to have some come and we're going to have some that's not going to stay because they don't really want to move with the Holy Ghost. They just want to go to a church and have a little religion. Brother, let me tell you, it's that time for religion. It's time for experience. It's time to know the time. I want to get as close to God as I can get. I want to get the Holy Ghost burning in my soul. I want to know God. I want to know Him like I've never known Him because the times are upon us and it's perilous times. It's perplexing times. It's times that we don't need to get involved in. Stand all over this house with me today. He said, you may well, this is another version, you may well know this too, Timothy, that in the last days it's going to be very difficult to be a Christian. For people will only will love only themselves and their money. They will be proud and boastful, sneering at God, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful to them, and thoroughly bad. They'll be hard-headed and never get in, give in to no others or to others. They will be constant liars and troublemakers and will think nothing of immorality. They'll be a rough and cruel and sneer at those who try to be good. They will betray their friends. They will be hot-headed, puffed up with pride, prefer good times to worshiping God. They will go to church, yes, but they won't really believe anything they hear. Don't be taken in by that people. Don't be taken in by people like that. Don't you believe that? One more, one more, one more. You got to hear this. The message. Don't be naive. There are difficult times ahead. As the end approaches, people are going to be self-absorbed, money-hungry, self-promoting, stuck-up, profane, contemptuous of parents, crude, coarse, dog-eat-dog, unbending, slanderers, impulsively wild, savage, cynical, treacherous, ruthless, bloated windbags, addicted to lust and allergic to God. They make a show of religion, but behind the scenes, they're animals. Stay clear of those people! You want truth or you want just religion? You want, you want truth or you, or you want some just play church and go through the motions? You want to be saved or you're here just to say you went to a church on a Sunday morning? It's not popular preaching, but it's right preaching. It's not what gets votes, but it's what saves souls. It's not what makes you say, wow, that was great, preacher. But it's what will drive you to your knees at an altar of prayer. And say, oh God, forgive me of my sin. Wash me up. Clean me up. Lord, let me be white as snow today. Knowing the time. <laughs> if you could look into the heart and mind of God today could see what's really happening because here's what I think I think it's it's ticking and ticking and we are we are closer than you can imagine we are closer than you can imagine 
Does anybody here believe there's really going to be a rapture? Then folks, listen to me. It's no time to get further from God. It's time to get closer to God. It's no time to play with the things of this world and to get involved in the things that are, even if they're, you know, on the borderline, debatable. Why would you want to debate with your soul? Why would you want to get involved with anything that would pull you away from the the kingdom of God? Why not just baptize yourself in the Holy Ghost and fire? Oh, you think I'm crazy, but I promise you this happened. This happened this very morning. This very morning, I said to God, this very moment. I've said this many, many times. God, whatever you got to do, you save me. I don't care what it is. If you see I'm going the wrong way, you do what I got. God, you do something to pull me back. And if I can't have it any other way, you, you fill me with the baptism of your spirit, and then you slay me right there. Ah, I don't want this world. I want him. I don't want to be popular. I don't want their money. I don't want their society. I don't want their fame or their fortune. I want him. And if I get him, everything's going to be all right. Does anybody know what time it is? Does anybody know what time it is? By my watch, it's 1124. I've been preaching 33 minutes. But by his watch, it's 1159 almost there and he's about to turn as sure as I'm standing right here on this pulpit on this platform today he's about to turn and say Gabriel get ready get ready it's time to bring my children home it's time to to bring all those that are righteous to be with me those born again children of God Get ready. And some of these mornings, and it won't be long, there's going to be the blast of a trumpet. The dead in Christ are going to rise first. Then we which were alive and remain shall be caught up to meet him in the air. Does anybody hear me today? You better know what time it is. Many years ago when I was evangelizing, I'd drive down the road late at night a lot of times and there was, there was a station called WWL still there, but you could pick it up certain places, New Orleans, Louisiana. And many, many times I can remember the, the, the uh, guy coming on there. I don't remember his name. But this is what he would say. It's 12 o'clock. Do you know where your children are? It's 12 o'clock. Do you know where your children are? Mama, do you know where your children are? Dad, better than that, do you know where your family's at? It's 12 o'clock. It's time. I will never let this church forget what you've been raised on and what you've heard all your life because the coming of the Lord is nearer than when we first believed. And Paul said, knowing the time, knowing the time.